0: Welcome to the National Trust Podcast. I'm Kate Martin, area ranger at Formby on the beautiful Sefton Coast and a full-on nature lover. I'll be taking you on some amazing walks, delving into the stories and characters that make each place so special. We'll be travelling all around the country, from hilltop to seaside. We'll tread sandy paths... And the polished wooden floors of country homes, delight in birdsong, sublime views, and exceptionally good cream teas. So come and join me on this journey and immerse yourself in the wonders of the National Trust. It is glorious just opening the curtains and looking out over this gorgeous Welsh countryside with a rushing river and beautiful old trees. Today I'm staying at one of the lovely shallows at Clan, which is a National Trust campsite just outside Beth which is in the fantastic National Park of Snowdonia in North Wales. It really is a perfect spot for those who want to get away and explore this part of the world. So whether you're after a short amble or an epic hike, The variety of National Trust routes offers something for everyone. And that goes for the accommodation too. So as I've said, I've been staying in one of the really comfy chalets here. But there's also space for seasoned campers who can pitch their own tents and a cottage for those seeking a more luxurious stay. Outside the chalet, I'm in this beautiful oak woodland. There's birch trees, there's sycamores, there's ash trees, and they're all covered in moss and then a beautiful steep Bracken hillside going up to the foothills of Snowdon and just in the background you can hear the rushy tumbly of a fantastic river that's just running down the side so an absolutely perfect place to start a day And luckily, where we are here at the Chalet, the Watkin Path, which is one of the main paths up Snowdon, is just over the river. So for those hardened walkers, you can head straight up into the fantastic foothills, then up to the peak of Snowdon and round the Snowdon Horseshoe. Today, we're going to be heading to some of the more accessible paths that there are in this beautiful area. And although these walks may be less challenging than some of the more famous walks around here, what they lack in distance, they certainly make up for in beauty and also the mythology of this area. I'm taking a short walk from the campsite to the shores of Flindinas to meet Rhys Thomas, the countryside manager, who's going to show us what's being done to make Snowdonia more accessible. Hi, Reese. It's nice to meet Good morning, you. Hi, How are you? I'm fine, thank you. What a glorious day to be in Snowdonia. Isn't it
1: fantastic? It
0: stopped raining and
1: everything. Well, we knew you were coming, so we brought the sun out.
0: So, tell me about this path we're going to go on today. Yeah,
1: well, we installed this aggregate path uh, a couple of years ago in partnership with the Snowdonia National Park. It's about a mile long. It's going to form part of the Snowdon Circular, which is basically a path that's going to go all the way around the foot of Snowdon. So, shall we?
0: I think so, why not? So this path, what's it all about and how's it come to be?
1: This is a public right of way. Um, so there's always been a path here, but it's been fairly poor, it's been wet, it's been slippery, it's just been bare mud. So it's all to do with getting more people outside and you know providing opportunities for people to actually enjoy um, the countryside
0: it's easy for me to get out and get up into the hills and get that experience. But if you've got limited mobility or you've got a pushchair, it's quite, or it has been in the past, quite difficult to access this beautiful place.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not possible, is it, really? So, you know, but by, by putting these kinds of paths in, in appropriate places, um, you know, you're just, you're just opening the door, you know, for, for so many people. You know, if, if you've got older people who have spent their sort of youth walking on the mountains and they can't do that anymore, you know, this still provides them with an opportunity to get, to get outside. This path is suitable for sort of tramper vehicles, so sort of, you know, 4x4 four four off-road mobility scooters.
0: The path we're working on here, obviously, is a very well-defined path. How is it constructed?
1: From um, slight waste below... And this is sort of fairly soft ground, so there's quite a quite a depth of slate waste under this. And the, the capping is Minford granite type.
0: The word accessibility in relation to paths often builds this idea of something very, very tame through a very, very sort of low-level, quite dull area of, of countryside. But here, you know, we've got the spectacular mountain views to either side of us. We're just at the edge of a beautiful broadleaf woodland, got the uh, Clindinas just in front of us, the lake to our right. It really is spectacular here, Reese.
1: Oh, Kate, okay. you know, it's it's one of the, the, the nicest and the most fantastic valleys in, in, in North Wales, really.
0: Walking along here through this woodland and we're just towards the end of September, so the leaves are starting to turn, and on the birches, particularly around as they go beautiful sort of bright gold colour and then the bracken underneath starting to go a lovely russety brown and there's that real rich earthy smell that you get particularly in the sort of autumn going into winter there's an almost a spice to it that you get through through this time of year and again looking out to the right over the mountains on the far side of the of clindin of the lake again the whole area is going a lovely sort of bronze colour whereas all the heather is starting to die back coming to the end of the lake now, Coming, uh, heading towards the Beth Gellert ends and I just want to say thank you Reese, for just showing me this great path and this beautiful area.
1: You're very welcome Kate.
0: I've got a couple of options now, I can either take the path that, that runs along the riverside, uh, past the copper mine into Beth Gellert, but today i no, I'm not sure I want as much exercise, so I'm going to take the Sherpa bus, which runs through the valley between April and November, and it'll help me get to uh, Beth that little bit quicker. And I've landed in Beth I have spent so many happy summer holidays. We used to spend every August bank holiday at a campsite just at the end of a Klingwinnin lake at the foot of Snowdon. And it was always uh, our first day on the Saturday where we used to come into Beth Gellert, uh, go and have an ice cream, go and have a little bit of walk around the local area. And uh, it really is a, a beautiful little village, this, in uh, nestled in the sort of mountains of Snowdonia. These lovely little sort of quaint cottages. Right, I think I can see the gentleman I'm here to meet. So uh, Dave Smith, the lead ranger for this area, just uh, standing over by the National Trust shop over here. Hi, Dave, it's really nice to meet you. And
2: you, morning. Nice morning it is too now. It's
0: glorious, isn't it? Dave, I believe you're going to take me to another one of the sort of easier, more accessible paths in this area.
2: Yeah, this one's actually surfaced in concrete, so it's easier for wheelchairs and baby prams and all the rest of it.
0: We're here at the start of the Gellert's Grave Walk, going through a gate with a beautiful uh, dog's paw print in the middle of it, which I'm sure Dave's going to tell me the significance about as we get further on, and the beautiful River Glasslin run alongside.
2: This route here to the Gellert's Grave, very, very busy path, and the surface was very poor. It was just just dirt. Uh, there's a bit of gravel on it, but the river periodically floods, comes across the path uh, scours away the gravel and so the only option we had really was to put some kind of hard surface on and after thinking long and hard and talking to consultants and doing a lot of uh, liaison with the community, we came up with this uh, surface it's it's concrete, but it's a special concrete we had mixed including a lot of slate aggregate and uh, it's sprayed with a chemical once it's laid and that leaves the aggregate exposed so it, it looks like a gravel path but it's actually uh, hard standing hard concrete so it doesn't wear away it's a very good surface for walking on and uh, very soon after putting it in we saw people from the village walking around in the slippers in it which could never have uh, happened before at the time it was quite controversial and people would say well what's the point of building a wheelchair path there's no one with wheelchairs come here but of course, once you built it, people will come, and it's not just people with wheelchairs. It's families with buggies. People bring their elderly parents and grandparents for a walk on a weekend, and we found that the the, the path was pre- busy previously in the summer weeks, but now it's busy all year round.
0: just walked through a field full of sheep and uh, welsh black cattle and we've come across a sort of standing stone i would say that's sort of fenced off and um, with some slate plinths in front with uh it says Gellet's grave on the top so what's all this about dave
2: this is the legend of uh, Gelleth's hunting dog well do you want me to tell the story or we could even read it out off the off the slate if you like Yn y drydydd gan Rif Ardeg, roedd gan Llywelyn twyso'r Gogledd Cymru blas ym Meddgellert i'n diwrnod at y twyso'r heb Gellert i Gu Fyddlon. Pan dychwelodd Llywelyn neidiodd In the 13th century, Llywelyn Prince of North Wales, at a palace at Beth Gelet. one day he went hunting without Gellert the faithful hound, who was unaccountably absent. On Llewellyn's return, the truant stained and smeared with blood, joyfully sprang to meet his master. The prince, alarmed, hastened to find his son and saw the infant's cot empty, the bedclothes and floor covered with blood. The frantic father plunged his sword into the hound's side thinking it had killed his heir. The dog's dying yell was answered by a child's cry. Llewellyn searched and discovered his boy unharmed, but nearby lay the body of a mighty wolf, which Gellert had slain. The prince, filled with remorse, is said never to have smiled again. He buried Gellert here. The spot is called Berth Gellert. And that is literally in Welsh. Baird means grave, so it's Gellert's grave. is the name of the village. This kind of grave was put here by the guy who built the Goat Hotel in the village. So it was to bring tourists to the area. No one really knows about the, the root of the story. The village was called Beth Gellert, obviously, when he made the Goat Hotel. He was just kind of publicising it in a way. Some people think the name Beth Gellert comes from Kellert, who was a kind of Dark Ages saint. So that would be Kellert's grace rather than, and he was some kind of ascetic monk, you know, one of the early Christians. That exact story of the hound saving the child and all that, it, apparently there's versions of it throughout Europe, so it's a common story. Whether or not you believe it's, it's true is up to you. And we get a lot of people leaving, I think, their pets' ashes around the grave as well. Really? Uh, well, yeah, we, we can see from where we're standing here by, by Gellet's grave, there's the remains of an old cowshed, shed, and the path leads us that way. And uh, if we go up there, there's a bit of a surprise waiting for us in the cowshed. So here we go inside the cowshed, we've got a lovely sculpture of Gellet, the dog. And you can see from the polished bronze of his head and his back, that lots of people come and pat him on the head or they put their kids on his back to take pictures.
0: just come to a bridge uh, over the river Glasslin, so where next?
2: Well if we wanted to we could cross the bridge and head back to Beth the accessible path is a, a circular route it's about two kilometres and takes you back to the village uh, if we turn right we go into the spectacular Aberglaslyn path along the fisherman's path.
0: When I walk, remember walking along this path I just remember just a sea of rhododendrons going up, up the hill and you know, you couldn't see what you see now, you know, that you couldn't see the, the outcrops of the rock, you couldn't see, you know, any of the vegetation really apart from just this wall of rhododendron. And you know, it can be really controversial removing rhododendron because people see it as an attractive shrub, but on a mountainside where it just obliterates everything else, it can be a real hazard and a real pest. So it's fantastic to see this area back to the way it should be.
2: We can see now uh, what we see mostly heather. There's some bracken down at the bottom, but there's a lot of trees, an awful lot of uh, natural regeneration, a lot of birch, rowan, um, oak, all growing here. It, the change is quite amazing, really.
0: So we've moved from a relatively easy going sort of slate aggregate path to a much more challenging path now, going along with big rocks, big boulders, and we are now really, really close to the River Glaslyn. And you can probably hear the difference in the waters. And it's really important for anybody who is thinking about this walk, is you really do have to be aware of the conditions. You need to take local advice, you know, talk to the tourist information, look at the weather forecast before you do it, to make sure you have a good, safe walk along this gorge. I mean, this is, for me, has got to be one, if not my favourite walk. I love it. I think it's just it's just got that mixture of everything in this area. It really is spectacular.
2: It is. It's my favourite. Well, my favourite circular walk is to walk down the fisherman's path and then on the opposite side of the Aberglossian Pass, we've got a Brindeer walk. It goes. It's like an upland walk. It goes through a woodland, then over a sort of heather moorland, and down back to the village. And It's the best walk in the area, I think
0: the area where we are in the gorge now the river glass that in front of us is really picked up its pace and it's a lot of white water going on so i believe that a lot of people come here for slightly more extreme sports than what we're doing today
2: well the kayakers tell me that this is a iconic kayaking spot it's a, what they call a grade five so one of the most difficult uh, kayaking sections
0: and uh, i also hear this is a spot that has a slightly more sinister appearance about it, possibly a a white lady.
2: So I'm told I was approached last year actually by a gentleman who was telling me that uh, there's a rock formation up above us where you can clearly see a kind of shrouded white lady in the rock.
0: It was something that I'd heard as a child was that there was a ghost of a white lady in the gorge. Some of the ones I'd heard was that she'd been killed in an accident or that she'd uh, possibly been drowned by a jealous lover and that she sort of walked the gorge to wail and bemoan her life or to worry others of the impending danger of falling in the river. Uh, But there's no sign of her today. We've come to the end of the Aberglaslin gorge path now and we're standing on Pont Aberglaslyn, or Aberglaslin Bridge for those of us not of the native tongue. And there's a few options now for, for getting your way back to Beth You can obviously go back the way we've come. If you want a slightly more sedate way, then if you come out of the, the gorge and go left, you can head up to Nantmoor uh, and get the Welsh Highland Railway back to Beth My chosen route would be to go up past Nantmoor up to Combechinn is that right Dave?
2: Yeah.
0: And then come down to Clindinas where we were and then back along past the copper mines back to Bethgelert. Well, I've done a couple of walks today and although I might not have hiked up Snowdon, I'm pretty sure I deserve an ice cream, so I know exactly the place to go to right in the heart of Bethgelert. And in my opinion one of the best ice cream parlors in the world this used to be a real treat for me when i was a, a kid me and my brother and my mum and dad as well would all come down pile into beth geller on a saturday to get our uh, get our ice cream and if i was really lucky i might get one at the start of the walk and one at the end but today just going to have one but maybe i'll get an extra big one just to make up for it So I've come to the end of my day in Beth Gellert. have um, a sugar cone, please, with dark chocolate and wild cherry. Yeah. And it's really nice Thank speaking you. to the rangers and the countryside managers who are working here now, who are opening this area out to so many more people. When I was young, you know, it was predominantly mountain climbing and hiking, and which is great if you're young and fit and you're able to do that, but for so many people and for so many different reasons there wasn't that accessibility into this beautiful landscape they've now opened this area up to so many different people whether it's people with you know young children that can't maybe get up into the hills or people with mobility issues or maybe people who have enjoyed the mountains in their youth and just can't quite manage it now and they can still get out and enjoy this spectacular landscape so it really has been a wonderful day and uh, it's reminded me to come back to bethgill again very soon That
2: is so good. That is so good.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information on Beth Gellert and to download maps and information on today's walk, you can visit the website nationaltrust.org.uk forward slash And for more information about the accommodation where we started this morning at Hafad visit nationaltrust.org.uk forward slash Chalets. For our next full episode, I'll be walking on my home turf in Thornby, Liverpool. That episode will be available in the next couple of weeks, but there will be a mini episode available next week. To make sure you never miss another episode, subscribe on iTunes or your chosen podcast app. And please do let us know what you thought of this episode or share your suggestions for future episodes on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can also email us at podcasts at nationaltrust.org.uk. Until next time, from me, Kate Martin, goodbye.